0: You run. If you're not down with that. for
1: No, Matt, I have I've never been that curious about watching that secret large Sullivan video. But. Oh, are we recording. Oh, hey everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Two Words Podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? You don't wanna see it? <laughs> Uh, I don't think you realize
2: how difficult this was to get (laughs) You have to search very specific thing. exclusive content for the show and you're uninterested
1: Yeah, very uninterested. (laughs) I've never been less interested in a viral video and I was in college in 2010. Like, you have to understand, there was some... There was a time that viral videos were my life. That was... There were there was a time when viral videos you didn't want to see.
2: <laughs> we were the only ones I wanted to see.
1: Like, no, sir. Well, welcome everybody to the Two Words Podcast. We're not actually watching that video. That I
2: don't mean, even know what you're talking about, quite honestly. Um... <laughs> Is there an actual video somewhere?
1: Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, you don't remember? that was uh it, like, Lars Sullivan was starting to get that real big push, and then it came out that he had done some other type of films.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah. Ugh. And like there was just this screenshot of it Ugh. that kept getting shared. And you're like, oh, that's not. Didn't the same thing happen to like the Red Ranger, but it turned out not to actually be him, but it just Somebody looked had, so like, much like him. Somebody had like
1: superimposed his face oh, on it. Was him. that what it, it was? was? Like they had like, done a real, like, I don't know if it was an awful deep fake because it, I didn't watch It was watch a long time one. ago, though. It was a good little bit ago. Um, but yes, no, I believe that the Austin St. James one was Austin St. John. Austin St. James? Austin St. James. Um, Austin St. John was, I believe that one was fake awkward as well. Um, uh, and now, you know, where's our Sullivan?
2: <laughs> where's Austin St. John? Uh, where's Austin
1: St. John? He's still complaining about everybody on the Power Rangers. Um, well, welcome everybody to the Two Words Podcast. My name is John and with me as always is my, co- uh, my tag team partner. Radio Matt. Radio Matt, how you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm so good.
1: Oh, are you?
2: Yeah, much better than you. Oh, man. just... You want to tell the world the the weird decision you decided to make for your family last night? (sighs) (laughs) It's not a weird decision. It's not even the
1: weirdest part of that decision. I got... We got a puppy last night. We rescued a puppy. And I didn't want to rescue a puppy. I wanted to rescue, like, a dog.
2: Oh, you wanted it, like a full fledged
1: I wanted like a two year old. Already
2: exists. Yeah. We no.
1: we we went into uh into the animal shelter and there was like this two year old golden uh yellow lab. No. Oh, like, yeah real good you know good sized dog labs are great yeah good sized dog seemed real real good tempered we talked to the guy about it he disappeared back into the back and came back and was like so that dog's trying to bite me and i was like well (laughs) can't get that dog um and then (laughs) we started like walking around i was like we want something pretty like even tempered because you know we do have a very young daughter and so you know i don't want anything that's going to play too rough with her and he goes well i got this old boy over here and when I tell you a dog that I've, I've never seen a dog give me the, put me out of my misery face. <laughs> this dog was five years old, had, had a gray beard, had oh, a gray gosh. goatee, had a giant scar across the top of his head. And was just like, don't, <laughs> don't adopt me, man.
0: This dog sees some stuff.
1: You don't want me. Um, and then I, the girls went home and I had to go do a, do a thing at the church. And then I got home, and they have named the dog Hot Pocket.
0: That's the best name
2: ever. <laughs> I love that name.
1: So. Hot Pocket. So I have, a, I have a tiny puppy named Hot Pocket. Oh, I would get to do the Jim Gaffigan thing all day. Hot Pocket.
2: And so, yeah. Hot, pop,
1: pop, well, pop, and pop. that's like, we've taught my daughter that now. We go, Hot Pocket. <laughs> and so. We're not talking about dogs today. We're talking about women. And because our two words today are hello ladies. This would be where you put in the Valvenus thing. It was either okay. that or ladies night. I would have preferred that. <laughs> I don't need an image of Val You don't you don't want Valvenus on this podcast.
2: Oh gosh, do you remember his TitanTron video? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> It was all innuendos. Just (laughs) Just train going into a tunnel.
1: (laughs) At one point, it was him coming behind a shrub with a purple bike on, and he just kind of rises up.
2: Yeah, uh, no, we
1: already have him. on Don't we already have him on? We have him in the in the thing. The the the, you know our our theme song.
0: Yeah, I think
2: is that that in there. I don't know if it's in the original or not, or in the in this one or not might have been in the original but maybe
1: but anyway we're talking about women today is
2: you're right is because it's followed by otis going pretty ladies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're off the rails this morning i'm sorry uh,
1: it's it's (laughs) you know today um we're recording this a little earlier than it's going to be released but today is the three-year anniversary of this podcast is it really the first episode released Mm, i think you're right yeah our our podcast has lasted longer than i don't know lars so,
2: sullivan's career
1: lars <laughs> That's been a heck of a lot longer than <laughs> lars sullivan's career I'll say that um uh, but we're going to be talking about the the wonderful women of wrestling um the good the bad and everything in between but first hey yo TNA's is coming back. Dang
2: it! You stole the news story. I'm
1: not. I'm. Yeah, I only it. have so many, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a lot of news today, actually. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you probably take a, a good chunk of it. <laughs> uh, but TNA is coming back. Impact uh, in January at their uh, hard to kill pay per view. The very first pay per view of 2024 um, uh, is going back to its original TNA total non stop action. Uh, the company was rebranded and. 2017 when they were taken over by anthem sports Mm -hmm. Uh, and so for about five years um they've been impact but nobody's i've never called them impact
2: yeah uh, i actually heard this on the, the cultaholic podcast when they were talking about it that you know in wrestling People get name changes all the time, characters get name changes. Mm -hmm. You might not like it, but you eventually join in. You don't hear people really calling the wrestler by their old name after a little while. You don't hear chants of their old name or whatever. But almost nobody who loves wrestling has fully committed to calling it Impact. Everybody still calls it TNA. They still get chants for TNA in the crowd. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's been such a big part of the history of the, the brand, which it's had actually technically four different names. Uh, it started as N.W.A. T.N.A. Like, T.N.A. was oh, almost yeah, the name of the was. show. Okay. Then it was just T.N.A. Then it was, at one point, it was a uh, whole different thing altogether. It's all like global, yeah.
1: global One global Wrestling force or, or something. Global, global, yeah, force, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Global yeah. Force.
2: It was Jeff Jarrett's company. Right. But anyway, TNA has been the the heart and soul. That was the big era. That was the, you know, the attitude era version for this show that people loved. And so that's that's never died down. And they've been in talks about rebranding it or debranding it, I guess, back to TNA for yeah. for a while. But the clincher apparently was the 1000th episode that they just recently had cuz they brought back a whole bunch of the nostalgia, you know, from TNA. And Fans loved the fan response to that was so much that it was like this yeah, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger. Yeah. So there was rumors that there was gonna be something big happening at Bound for Glory. And most people assumed it was gonna be a one off experience with CM Punk. They thought CM Punk was gonna show up for the big event, have a match, get involved somehow, not join Impact, but just, you know, Mm -hmm. for that night. And that was offered to Punk. But he yeah. turned it down. Yeah. Uh, but apparently they kept it a really good secret that they were announcing this at the end of the night. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. I mean, I I have not been really interested in Impact since it's been Impact. But there was oh, quite yeah. a few years during total non nonstop, nonstop action that I was interested. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> TNA really like it. Really was a different product. Mm-hmm. It was it was like WCW but it was it had different stuff and so like you know like their 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 hell in a cell contraption was was really yeah, cool. That was different. Um they used to have like an X division. It was like a it was like a contract on a pole match, but it had like ropes going in between. Oh weird. And you had to like crawl into the middle of the ring to grab Weird. It so was, it wasn't
2: like a ladder like you was, had to get, Yeah, it was interesting. One thing that has been confirmed, though, is they are not bringing back the six-sided ring. What a
1: total load <laughs> of crap.
2: Well, apparently every wrestler that's been a part of TNA when they have that said it is so much harder on yeah. their bodies to do the six-sided ring. Yeah,
1: AJ Styles had a, had a thing about mm-hmm. that. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, when we went to the four-sided ring, it was like, oh, it's like getting coddled. <laughs> it's like, amazing.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, Hey, yo, prior to Vince's most recent personal controversy, Netflix had been working on a documentary movie about Vince's life, but it looked like it was going to be canceled due to those new allegations against him. However, as time has passed by and nothing more has seemed to come from those allegations, it appears that the documentary, which is now a multi-part series, is back in development and might be on the way soon Uh, However, it was once presented that uh, it was going to be something Vince kind of had a a say in. Yeah. Apparently, that's not the case at all. (laughs) Vince has no say in what's in this documentary. He doesn't even know what's going to be in the documentary. Uh, However, the executive producer is Bill Simmons, and Bill has been friends with Vince pretty much Bill's entire life, I think. Yeah. So I doubt it's going to be highly critical, but I'm sure it'll touch on things that Vince would rather not be touched on. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um But that's how they – got. like, you shouldn't be allowed to have any say in your own documentary. You're right. right. Like, you just shouldn't because there are things you don't want people to know about and you'd rather not, like, be said about you. Um, But on the other hand, when you're not consulted about your documentary, then it turns into, like – there's a there's a HBO Max series that just wrapped up called Winning Time. It was about Magic Johnson and mm. the Lakers, like the Showtime era Lakers. And like two episodes of that show came out, and Magic Johnson was like, "That entire show is." Fabrication. It was nothing about that show except for the names is right. Wow. And so you you can get into those kind of situations. I'd be very interested who they got to play Vince McMahon.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do this. I'm trying to think who is it going to be, I still don't know if it's going to be that kind of documentary where we're seeing actually, or if it's going to be more like Dark Side of the Ring, where yeah. it's mostly talking heads, and then
1: I guess I guess like a
2: soft focus yeah. guy that kind of resembles Vince McMahon that you yeah. never see a close up of his face.
1: I guess more I was thinking about like a biopic,
2: right? And I think that's how it was originally pitched, and it still might be that way. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of who would. Either play way, Vince whatever Smith the case, in a biopic. I have no idea. Zach Braff. Zach Braff. <laughs>
1: That's it. Zach Braff, beefed ben- up man. Zach beefed just, up. Zach Braff. Just,
2: just, just getting. I feel like um, they have the same temperament.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know.
2: <laughs> just what I'm saying is Zach Braff is a jerk in real life.
1: <laughs> Do you need to get that off your chest he's on an the an, podcast? He's an or? entitled
2: jerk in real life. I have indirect uh, evidence of this. Hey, from the place you, I were, worked like, in But you were there. Yeah.
1: You were there when it happened. I was there. Um,
2: he's a butthole, <laughs> which confirms all the other rumors out there that say he's a butthole. In
1: but here's the thing: is like if you ever got a chance to meet him, would you would you like would you want to meet him? I'd lick
2: his face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> For scrubs alone, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he would have an experience with me that he'd never forget. Oh what i'm saying
1: An open mouth kiss <laughs> um with zach Bra so zach Braff, if you're listening that's on the table that's on the just table just man anytime you were interested uh you yeah. <laughs> know whatever well hey yo we talked a, a couple of podcasts about uh, the show Wrestlers, and yeah. one of the big stars of that show was Hollywood Haley Jay, mm-hmm. the real Hollywood Haley Jay, um, who made her collision debut in AEW um, against Sky Blue, and it was okay. Yeah.
2: It was, I actually, it was okay. Just because I watched that OVW thing, yeah, I... Uh, when I saw that, I'm like, I need to go catch that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fairly excited for it just because of the documentary series. Yeah. But that's cool. I mean. I'm-
1: you could tell she was definitely not used to, like, playing a crowd that big. Yeah. Um, you could definitely tell that, uh, that Sky Blue had a lot more experience. Like. And I know that developmental talent is brought in to make your other talent look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, that's exactly what happened. Um, she made Sky Blue look fantastic. Um, but also, it was weird. To, it was a weird decision to me, just because like you have this documentary that's come out, which is probably ninety percent the reason you called her to come and do this. Right. Like, yeah. so you do her. You you do that to her to like for her to lose. And I, in like a very unspectacular unspe- fashion, I just thought it was kind of odd. Um, oh, what I did find really funny about the, the, the video segment that I caught of it. Um, they were, they were talking about something Tony Khan is doing for sting. Mm. It was like, Oh, we got this, you know, Tony Khan has a gift for Sting, And one of the commentators, some Welsh guy, I don't know who it was goes, is it Robocop? and i fell out of my chair <laughs> it was hilarious to me but um but yeah I, I think you know it it was cool she was obviously the star of that show um yeah. and it's cool to get her to to see her get some get some experience get some chance
2: but you're right it's got to be such a different atmosphere going from the almost like like personal kind of aspect of of yeah. a a homebrewed, you know, one of those small promotions where yeah. you know half the people that are going to be in the room already anyway, mm-hmm. and you have such a close connection with them to a giant arena, yeah, with you know stands mm-hmm. that go up to the ceiling, you know, of people. And it's half at full, screen. half full, only the, on, the side, on the one camera, on the hard side. camera side. <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, because I've been, um, you know, and you and I have been to like live WWE events. Um, Like, a live house shows for WWE. But, like, I was uh, at an NXT event, Mm -hmm. like a house NXT event, and that is a banquet hall with, like, 60 people in there Mm. um, where they're selling, like, cans of Dr. Pepper over, like, that's the concession stand. (laughs) It's like, um, and that's a very different atmosphere uh, to be in.
2: Speaking of, AEW apparently has a show a Normal show like a TV show coming up in Chicago, and they have managed to sell only two thousand tickets. Oh, <laughs> I think that they're upset that CM Punk's. Gone.
1: <laughs> that's that's harsh.
2: That's <laughs> already bad for them.
1: That's bad when you can't sell. So, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, for a, gosh, I think, can... I'm pretty sure it's a Monday or. A, Wednesday night show. It's like Sorry, a dynamite, dynamite or something. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, yo. Despite promising that Vince McMahon would have final say in what happens in WWE, <laughs> it appears Ari Emanuel has backtracked and pulled Vince completely from WWE creative, even from far away, and officially knighted Paul Levesque as head of creative once again. So we kind of touched on this as a rumor yeah. last time we were here, but it's been <laughs> confirmed. Vince is still technically in charge of WWE as a whole, but he has no say in the creative direction the shows go. Uh, Emmanuel is looking to utilize the worldwide notoriety of Vince McMahon going forward, so they aren't like hiding him in the back, but they don't want to allow uh, McMahon to micromanage the company's direction. Yeah, which I think is the right move. Yeah, and I'm, I'm didn't see I didn't foresee it happening. And I'm glad it did.
1: I didn't foresee it happening immediately.
2: Yeah, like, it was Uh, almost immediate from making this official.
1: But it's also good, you know, you you cut ties, you just, you make a hard stop, and you do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. Um, And and here's the thing, you know, we, we complain about Vince's direction, but, like, we're really only complaining about it now, because Vince's creative over the span of, oh, of course. all of his career is, like, fantastic. And so, of course. Um, I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, put the guy out to pasture, but, like, give him something else to do. Exactly.
2: Exactly. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% it, fine with him being involved with the company.
1: but Make him the face of the company. I don't care.
2: It's been clear, though, for the last roughly decade that he's a bit out of touch with just this new generation. What people want. Yeah, it's, it's a whole new generation. He doesn't understand it. And uh he's kind of been that kind of stubborn most of his career mm-hmm. like it took it took him such a long time to to like dive into the attitude era adjustment, you know, like they just kept with the old hackneyed here's yeah here's uh Jim the plumber, you know here's, whoever else it was here's the, Moon man <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all like occupations yeah. And, <laughs> Here's Kane as a dentist, you know that kind of thing. It's it's these weird, that weird old timey wrestling. He held onto it for so long while WCW was the bad boys of wrestling,
1: yeah. kicking their butts
2: every week. And so it feels like he's just always so reluctant to jump into the next era, yeah, you know, of storytelling. And it feels just like this last time it's been he's been dragging his feet even longer, yeah. And it's, so it's time.
1: It's weird to me to look back and watch. Because there was a certain time period where like if you watch the videos now, you can tell the attitude era is about to start,, mm-hmm. but they've still got that old block logo, yeah, and it's weird it's a weird aesthetic to not see the scribble like
2: right it was the um the in your like it was the in your house era where yeah, they were doing those yeah. in your house Everything pay-per-views. it was bubbly and... cuz like we just did a I think last week there was a today in nerd history where it was the first buried alive match.
1: Oh yeah. with Undertaker
2: yeah. and Mankind, but it was still the WWE in your or WWF in your house yeah. old logos. Da,
1: da, da, and I'm like, da, yeah, da. that is that
2: is strange. I wouldn't da, think da, about that. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Remembering it back, I wouldn't yeah. think that that was an in your house pay-per-view. I yeah. thought that was a specialty Attitude Era pay-per-view, but
1: Yeah. Well, and and like I said, I had a uh, slow news day for me, but uh, the trailer... For the A twenty four production, Iron Claw just came out uh, a couple weeks ago. That is the um, biopic for the Von Erich family. Oh, that's that's Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich. Um, Zac Efron, how has this
2: escaped my vision? I have not seen this. You
1: haven't seen it? You need to look up just a picture of Zac Efron as Kevin Von Erich. Doing it uh, because it is weird. This is definitely now. Now before you hit enter, before okay. you hit enter, okay. Um, also, it's spelled E R I C H. Um, well, it. Sure else find, wrote it. I'm sure you'll I'm find We'll find it out. Um, <laughs> I want you to picture Zac Efron from High School Musical.
2: Yes, that's that's the only that's way. That's the I only Zac Okay, now hit enter. Okay.
1: Not that picture. That one. Not that one. This that one. one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look how
1: haunting that haircut, and he's put on just a thousand pounds of muscle. How
2: old is he now? Holy cow! Just his, is is he, he
1: forty years old? What is going on here? He looks like someone molded him into an into a, an old He-Man action figure.
2: <laughs> it looks like he's but, cosplaying as uh, the uh, the bodybuilding. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he looks that's, like that's, he looks like if, you got that jaw. If Lord Farquaad <laughs> got <laughs> got a gym membership, yes. man, that's yes,
1: that's really it. Farquaad um, shot up
2: two feet and got a gym membership. Just,
1: just, just Jack. Holy um, cow! Bro. But the trailer looks. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, um. Trailer looks great. It's got Jeremy Allen White playing Carrie Von Eric, which I think is going to be uh be great. Jeremy Allen White from uh, The Bear, and I think Shameless. Bear is so good. Bear is really good, right? Such a good show. Let's talk about the Bear for a little bit. <laughs> <The> <laughs> make
2: a Bear podcast.
1: Um, let's make a Bear podcast. Two words, I love it. The Bear. Um, Here we go. Holt, uh, Holt McCla- McCallany, um, who just always plays, like, the gruff guy in everything. Yeah. Um, but it looks great. You know, it, it shows a lot of kind of everything that, that was them because especially at that time, like, everybody knew who the Von Erichs was. Like, in the 70s and 80s, if you lived in Texas – Like they were just—they were everywhere. You knew who they were. They were doing pizza commercials. They were in the sportatorium all the time. Yeah, Um, you know they were—they were really the guys. Uh, But it doesn't give kind of a way to what happens. Because we all know kind of the, the story of the Von Ericks is a very tragic one. Yeah. And it alludes to, like, this isn't going to be, you know, Sunshine and Rainbows the whole time and Puppies Named Hot Pocket. But, um, it, like, it's it's it looks really <laughs> all
2: good. All right. I'm excited to see the preview for that. Chavo Guerrero is going to be in it playing the Iron Sheik. Heck, yeah. I like
1: um, that. And there's uh, the guy who they got, Ryan Nemeth is going to be in it. and um, Dolph Ziggler's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah. Brother. I knew I forgot uh, his name. Also, there's a guy playing Bruiser Brody named Casey Lewis Caragino, um, who has been like a stuntman and done some other, like, I think he's actually wrestled, uh, but his first credit on IMDb is an uncredited uh, graduate in Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> <laughs> so, from that to this. So strange. To, you know I'm, I'm, I'm excited I'm excited for that
2: <laughs> I don't have any more so
1: I don't have anything else so when we come back we're doing our favorite thing and impersonating wrestlers reading the bible so keep it here
0: today in nerd history
2: Today's date is October 26th. In 1984, The Terminator premiered in theaters. This science fiction film tells the story of a cyborg assassin sent back in time from 2029 to 1984 to kill Sarah Connor, the mother of the future leader of the human resistance against machines. In the year 2000, the PlayStation 2 was released in the U.S. This home video game console was released by Sony and became the best-selling console of all time with over 155 million units sold worldwide. In 2014, Interstellar premiered in theaters. This is a movie about a team of astronauts who embark on a perilous journey through a wormhole to find a new home for humanity in a distant galaxy. In 2015, Supergirl premiered. This is a TV show about the adventures of Superman's cousin, Kara Danvers, who reveals her powers and becomes a superheroine in National City. In 2018, Red Dead Redemption 2 released in the U.S. This is a game that tells the story of Arthur Morgan, a member of a gang of outlaws who struggles to survive in the changing and hostile world of the American Old West in 1899. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, visit lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory.
1: Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. We're talking about ladies of wrestling, but, you know, there's something we do every season. Um, I think we've done every season so far. We're like Pretty five sure. seasons. I can't wants, keep track of everything. Season, yeah. um, uh, and it's probably mine and Matt's favorite segment, yeah, uh, or at it. least one of them. Uh, we're talking, of course, about wrestlers read the Bible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We need like a theme song for it. <laughs> wrestlers read the Bible. Um, <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yes, great. No, that'd be great. Um, so we have, but we've we've decided that that uh, we've we've gotten some good stuff written. Um, the the use of artificial intelligence has really <laughs> helped us get into <laughs> the minds. Uh, I will warn you if you do this uh, on your own, if you give the prompt, you might wind up with something that's not entirely. Uh, wholesome according to the bible um so just
2: you know just just be forewarned have to do a little bit of editing yourself
1: have to do like a it. little That's bit of editing um but uh so we've got I've got uh I've got a dusty Rhodes scripture reading and Matt is going to be premiering mm.
2: It's, is, it's a very bad Jesse Ventura. It's okay. But I'm going to give it a shot.
1: I think we should, maybe that's an, another segment we should do is bad Jesse Ventura.
2: <laughs> bad Jesse, bad
1: Ventura. Jesse Ventura. We should do a bad impressions. <laughs> right?
2: that's that might even, be what the segment's been. That's
1: sure. even better. I think it is mostly. <laughs> but um, So uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I, I'm going to go first because yours is going to be funnier. All
2: right. Okay. And I appreciate it. Almost
1: that. guarantee it. <laughs> Um, because I, because I know most of, I know what most of yours is going to say and yours is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so this is, uh, the, the son of a plumber death, the Rhodes, reading first Corinthians 13, four through 11. This is the love passage. If you've ever been to a wedding, uh-huh. um, next time you're at a wedding, just picture this as being what's read. This is love is patient. Love is kind. <laughs>
0: You read it, it doesn't that's, Oh
1: my gosh.
2: Yeah, that's
1: Every time they use it at a wedding, I'm just like, can you there's something there's gotta be another passage.
2: There's gotta be other things in the Bible that are pro-marriage. Because that's not even a marriage thing specifically. We've just made just it like into it. Being it's good only for marriage. <laughs> yeah, this is like love everybody kind of thing.
1: But the, and the problem is is like we always try to like make it this emotional thing that we say to somebody, love Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, I just wanted to let you know. That love is patient and I will be patient and I will be patient with you. (laughs) As well as being kind,
2: because love, Jeremy, love is kind. Love is not self-seeking, so I will never look for myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think Uh, that's what that means. I don't don't know. (sighs) Does not does not boast. And I'm great at not boasting. I'm
2: so good <laughs> I'm the at best not boasting. I'm the best at not boasting that I know. I'm
1: very... This is turning into Donald <laughs> Trump reading the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the then, greatest not
2: boaster. <laughs> I don't boast at uh, all. I'm the humblest president you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> anyway.
2: People are always
0: telling me, "Yeah, you're so humble, Donald. You're so humble. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? I don't really see it in myself, but I appreciate it. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: by far the most unhinged <laughs> podcast we've done. <laughs> Like without a doubt,
0: we're in a, we're in a, we're in a mood today. I'm, I'm loving it.
1: I'm loving it. Next podcast is just going to be called unhinged. Those are the two words. <laughs>
2: that's, um, that's how unhinged it is. We're taking one word and making it two words. It two words. You should know. Yes. Coming in. Coming in hot. <laughs>
1: All right. So this is Dusty Rose reading first Corinthians 13 verses four through 11.
2: Get all those delicious noises in. (laughs) All right. Now, let
1: me tell you something, baby. Love, it ain't just about fancy words and the big promises. Oh, no. Love is about something deeper, something real, like the roots of a mighty oak tree. It's about being patient, brother, being kind, and not envious of your neighbor's success, if you will. Love, it don't boast, it don't brag, it's humble, like a man who's been through the tough, toughest fights and still stands tall. And don't forget, love ain't seeking its own, no sir. It's about looking out for your own fellow man, lending a helping hand when he's down and out, and when he's facing the toughest challenges. Love, it ain't easily provoked, it ain't touching, it ain't sensitive, it's tough as nails, but gentle as a summer breeze. <laughs> And you know what, my brothers and sisters, love, it don't rejoice in iniquity. Oh, no. Love rejoices in truth, in the triumph of what's right and what's good. It bears all things, believes in all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love, it never fails. It never gives up. It never surrenders. It's a flame that keeps on burning, a force that keeps on going. So I say to you, my friends, let your love be your guiding light. Your strength. Your fortress in this crazy world. Because when all else fails, love remains. It's the greatest of all. The one thing that never fades away. And now, I'm gonna leave you with these words of wisdom. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. That's the gospel according to the American dream. Death roads. That's the whole truth. The, the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the
2: truth, daddy-o. Okay, two things. Number one, I always forget just how good <laughs> your Dusty Rhodes impression is. But number two, I 100% see Dusty Rhodes facilitating a yeah. wedding and saying all that exactly oh, yeah. that way. That was beautiful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think of the child. I think of
2: a
1: child. <laughs> I thought of a child.
0: <laughs> I loved it.
2: Oh, man, that was really good that
1: oh but general the thumb i breathe
2: <laughs> tough with nails but general the thumb i breathe loved it so good and so this is okay now 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 what passage do you have this is james 5 7 through 12
1: okay so this is uh this is i just taught this the other day in a in a study um
2: it's, it's so mangled through this thing that I couldn't yeah. tell you exactly what the real words were off it's, the top of my head. Uh,
1: it's about watching out for, for basically letting evil into your life. Right. And standing firm on standing that. On,
2: standing firm on truth and things yeah. of that nature. Um, but it's, <laughs> so, it's not James. It's not. This is, this is Jesse Ventura. John sent me, you know, the chat GPT, like the original thing, or well the 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 best one that he had gotten out of it. Uh, I added so much more to. It. Yeah, I, I <laughs> so told him. I said, I know you can be, punch this up. This is going to be. This is. I went beyond punching it up. <laughs> I I drop kicked it. Uh, so there's a lot here, <clears throat> but I hope it's going to be funny. <clears throat> so, j- just for those who are unaware of Jesse Ventura, he after wrestling became a, a politician and. Soon became really well known for having a uh, believing in a lot of conspiracy theories.
1: A lot of them
2: to the point where he got his and, own true TV show. Yeah, called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura.
1: Not just believing in them though, like interjecting himself into them. Some yes, um, yeah. you know, talking about because at one point he was a Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. and so like all of these Vietnam conspiracies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all this other stuff.
2: But even just the basic stuff like aliens and yeah. You know that that kind of stuff. It's all in there. So
1: got Baja uh, soda.
2: <laughs> Call it the Baja soda. Uh, all right, <laughs> here we go. James five seven through twelve
0: as Jesse Ventura. <clears throat> All right, listen up, folks. Be patient, stay vigilant, just like a whistleblower waiting for the right moment to expose the truth. Keep your eyes open, your mind sharp, just like Andrew D. (laughs) Basago, who as a child was a chrononaut working for his father at the Los Alamos National Laboratory on the DARPA experiment called Project Pegasus and was sent back in time to meet George Washington. And don't lose hope, not for a second. Hold on tight because just like a truth seeker digging through government lies about 9-11 you gotta keep pushing till the whole story is laid bare trust me the revelations will be more earth shattering than the gulf of Tonkin incident that dragged us into a war based on falsehoods now when it comes to grumbling cut it out no room for that negative energy speak straight speak true just like a researcher unearthing the hidden agendas of the powers that be in the CIA when CIA operative Lee Harvey Oswald was framed for the assassination of John F. Kennedy to cover up the deep state's connection to Watergate. And above all, my fellow truth seekers, let your word be your bond. No need for elaborate promises. No need for grand declarations. Let your actions be your testimony. Just like a whistleblower standing firm in the face of threats and intimidation from a radical Congress that has been infiltrated by shapeshift Reptilian lizard beings from a planet hostile to our own, who are manipulating our world's governments to mandate a second voluntary forced vaccine on the populace to make us too docile to fight back against a full planetary invasion from the reptilian homeworld. So, listen up, my fellow warriors for truth. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath forced upon you by the Illuminati, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. That's the code of the whistleblower Jesse Ventura style. Stay aware, stay vigilant, and never stop seeking the truth such as the Yerkes National Primate Research Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and their attempts to create half-man, half-chimpanzee hybrids (laughs) under the guise of medical research. So why don't you tell me if our government is making human-Z super soldiers to bring (laughs) forth a real-life planet of the apes? I'm just asking questions. Uh, you are red faced you tell me why don't you tell me <laughs> i'm just asking questions
2: oh
1: my
0: uh, goodness
2: so yeah that that is largely inspired by uh the dudesy podcast that has yeah. will sasso yeah. will sasso on there yeah. he does a fantastic uh, fantastic um, Jesse Ventura and the, he always uses it for like
0: commercials. Yeah. Fake commercials.
1: Bogo beef days are back at <laughs> <have> Arby's.
0: Arby's. <laughs> Here's you can Bogo can't, Togo beef blast potato basket.
1: You can't do the impression without shaking your head like Will Sasso does. Bogo beef <laughs> days are back. <laughs>
0: So why Almost. don't you tell me if mm-hmm. the greatest soldier in American history was a Bigfoot?
2: <laughs> but I love uh, it. I
1: love it. Eventually, we need to put together our own Bible. That's what. <laughs> that's really what we
2: need to do. Is our own audio Bible. I don't know. Um, the Gen Z Bible got heck flack for it. So I know. I don't man. think a, a pro wrestling Bible is going <laughs> to get.
0: That's,
1: that's <laughs> hey, you know. I mean honestly though that's the goal anymore of of us millennial ministers is just to make the reformed
2: guys mad at us for doing something fun <laughs> just go viral for making the other Christians mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well
1: when we get back we're going to have some fun because we're talking about the ladies of wrestling so keep it here. Hey
2: everyone, I'm Radio Matt and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Switchfoot's special release album, The Beautiful Letdown, our version, Deluxe Edition. This massive production features 25 tracks in total. Firstly, we have the fresh recordings of every track from the original album by the band, including an unreleased B-side, Monday Comes Around, and a brand new track, In My Blood. But the big draw is that there's also brand new recordings of each track from names like John Bellion, Reliant K, The Jonas Brothers, Colony House, and a lot more. Growing up, and frankly still to this day, this original album was in my top five. From start to finish, it was beautifully done. And this new project provides a lot of fun updates and reimaginings. And the updated versions from Switchfoot are fantastic, though the two new tracks don't hit the same in my opinion. But diving into the guest artist recordings, that is a journey. I will say that there are some missed opportunities, with some tracks coming off as glorified karaoke renditions. Uh, For instance, One Republic's Ryan Tedder sings half of Dare You to Move in a way that hardly shifts a note from the original and just has no real flair. Twenty One Pilots' Tyler Joseph sings a rendition of Twenty Four as well that is a bit underwhelming. It's still very beautiful, don't get me wrong, but the track is missing that Twenty One Pilots sound that people would rightly expect. A few gripes aside, most of the guest artists do a phenomenal job bringing their own flavor to these classic tracks. Kicked off by John Bellion's almost cinematic take on Meant to Live, Owl City's take on Gone is such a perfect combo, and Ingrid Andress's version of On Fire is hauntingly amazing. Several of these new versions are now in my personal rotation for life, most likely. This album is more than fine and is not just adding to the noise. Check it out today on Spotify, buy the album, or catch most of these tracks in the rotation of LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, and remember, try to sing along.
1: And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. <laughs> we're talking about ladies of wrestling, because our two words are... Hello, ladies? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know I know. it made you uncomfortable. Yes, I'm fine. I hate I'm to do anything like that. I, I can change it. it? I'm rolling with it. Um, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Gosh. I love that. Um, we're talking about ladies of wrestling, because, y- you know, we get so focused on the male performers... Because for so long that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, The ladies of wrestling have really come kind of a long way from just being some sort of like filler programming um, or seeing, you know, seeing scantily clad ladies like it's not that anymore.
2: I mean, even before that, they were just essentially valets most of the time. Yeah. Like you, you barely had a women's division. Most women there were just to escort a wrestler or a team. Yeah.
1: Here's a fun thing I found out. WCW had two women's champions. In two years, really, and then they just they just vacated Stop. the title. I
2: don't even recall everything a that I've everything
1: that I've been able to find. And they were like Japanese wrestlers, not yeah. that they're
2: bad or anything, but it was like, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like homegrown talent. It wasn't
1: like you know, as as far as I have been able to find, but I, I, I feel like Alundra Blaze was a women's champion there. I know she threw the championship in the trash.
2: That was our championship. That was the WWE no, our championship. Our like championship we, you know, over oh, so in WWE. I'm, you know, recalling the.
1: Okay, yeah, no, Medusa. Medusa was in the, in the tournament for
2: it. But no, you're right. Akira Hokuto and uh, Devil Masami. Those are the only two. Yeah. It got vacated between those two, and then it got deactivated, uh, just a few months later after the second win.
1: Which is which is you know it makes sense because. Other than Medusa and these two women whose names are in front of you, which I'm almost assuming if I took them away you wouldn't remember them. Not at all. Um, yeah. Can you name another female performer? Other than um, there was,
2: oh, they also had a women's cruiserweight belt though. Did they? Um, also, only. <laughs> my,
0: also, only only, only two Japanese. people.
2: That's three, but they're all uh, all Japanese. Japanese um, Toshi. Uumatsu, Yoshiko Tamura, and Sugar Sato.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like, it's only been in the last few years that women's wrestling has really taken off.
2: I'd say, yeah, elevated at least yeah. closer to the men's level.
1: In early two thousands, it was it was it was cool, and then like you know, mid to late two thousand tens, and the early two thousand tens, it was like the divas division yeah, and the I mean, Divas it, division was like, they had the butterfly
2: belt. And the, it was very barbified. Yeah. Like everything was, was too, too girly,
1: which was intentional. I, I get yeah. that. But you know, like, you look at, uh, WrestleMania 17. And I remember a lot of great matches from WrestleMania 17. You had, um, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. You had, uh, um that was one of the best
2: Undertaker- WrestleManias ever, right? Oh, Next seven. Um Undertaker
1: versus um Oh, what was that guy's name? Undertaker versus the two. It was it was uh, it was a two on one match, because um, Nate Jones pulled out um big show and A train, I think. Uh McFoley, I might not have been 17. 19. 19 was the one I was thinking of. i think it
2: 19. Okay.
1: 19. 17 was still good, though. 17 was great, though. Um, yeah, yeah, 19. Because you had Shawn Michaels and uh, and Chris Jericho and Undertaker
2: and Nathan Jones versus Big Show and Atrix.
1: Yes, and yeah, then Nathan okay. Jones didn't show up. That's right. Because um, he was a crazy person. Uh, <laughs> you had Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. You had Triple H and Booker T. And then you had like the women's championship the women's division was like it was a pillow fight i'm not kidding
2: <laughs> victoria Tristratus and jazz in a pillow fight match
1: i'm not even sure if it, I, I i i now i don't know about that one but i know that like at one point they were like we're having a pillow fight tonight and you know they made jerry lawler be weird about it they did,
2: yeah they did a lot of those specific meant to be sexy type yeah. matches, like bra and panties matches and stuff. Yeah. And even as a impressionable young teen during these times, I still felt icky Yeah, watching them like, I don't think this I feel, is... I feel gross. I don't think this is right. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Um, yeah. It, it was... Yeah, so we had the era where they were mostly valets. Then they started really, we had like, kind of like the Trish Stratus Lita era where mm-hmm. they were kind of transitioning from valets to being, you know, actual good performers again. Because they were good performers in the old, old days before it was televised and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, it, yeah, like you said, it kind of it kind of devolved into that Barbie doll divas it division. Div- it was the divas division. And then, so then we had, you know, we had some that were legitimate athletes, and Bella were decent athletes, yeah. but I don't think of them as female wrestlers. I think of them as divas. Weird, yeah, yeah, weird, weird female talent. Yeah, for I think of them closer to the WCW Nitro girls than I think of them yeah. as wrestlers. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that's just because that's how that pre- that um, era was presented. Yeah.
1: But even in that era, you still had um, AJ Lee came out of that era. AJ Lee, um, Caitlyn came out of that area era, and they had great storylines. Like You're Italian right. Was there, in were, that there were there were some
2: there were some standouts. So, um Page even towards the tail end, yeah, Page Paige, Paige
1: yeah. was the champion. Um, and, and so. <sighs> Yeah, and then like the last few years, they've really, they went back to the women's division. Yes. um, and, And things have been...
2: I think it's the best it's been. Better, yeah. Since... Television since yeah. the televised weekly stuff.
1: So so run me run down your list of great female wrestlers and just get Alexa Bliss out of the way because I know you're going to talk about her. Alexa Bliss
2: is my whole list. High uh, flyer, risk taker, great on the mic, great character actor. Uh, no, she is on the list. But now I got Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, uh, at least for a season, brought back that attitude era feel yeah. for the women's division, like how it should have been <laughs> you know, yeah. for the women's division. Uh, I. I Still, still love Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is a fantastic performer, really good on the mic, just absolutely great. Beth Phoenix, I have on my list of great female wrestlers. Physically, I get that. She is a physically proficient, awesome wrestler. Not always so great on the mic or, you know, haven't had really good stories, but I do like her. Uh, Paige slash Soraya is on here. I like that she. Broke out of the Barbie doll phase. It was kind of that was kind of the beginning of the end for it in my eyes. Anyway, yeah. of the Divas Division is Paige coming in. Uh, AJ Lee, like we already mentioned, she was a fun character, good wrestler. Now works behind the scenes for Women of Wrestling. Wow. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that's where she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put China on here, trailblazer for oh yeah, women's wrestling. I think uh, stepped out against the men on many occasions for. Did she? Did she hold the Intercontinental? She was Intercontinental yeah. champion. Yeah, she was Intercontinental championship, which never had been done before yeah. by a woman. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I liked that she was in Royal Rumbles a couple times, which wasn't that women's Royal Rumbles wasn't yeah. a thing back then, and women being in them wasn't a thing. Uh, I have Sasha Banks on here. I think she has undeniable crowd control. She's a fantastic wrestler, but she she controls the crowd really well. She's a good heel. Mickey James, I think Mickey James has the lasting power, the staying power. Oh yeah, she's been doing this for I feel like longer than most wrestlers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like consistently, like Trish Stratus comes back every five years or whatever and does a short thing. Yeah, but like Mickey James has been doing it for a while.
1: Yeah, I think she took a break there for a little bit, but she then when she came back,
2: she's been back she's been pretty steady busy. hot as ever. Was yeah. Champion over in um, whatever promotion she was in. What was it? TNA. TNA? Was it Impact? Okay, yeah, Impact. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Uh, And then uh, I put Lita and Trish Stratus in here together. Uh, uh, They're great performers on their own, but their feud slash friendship elevated, I think, the idea that we can have actual storylines that people care about. Yeah, featuring just the women, because before it was always just like. Or at least in my memory, all I remember is, like, catfighting storylines mm-hmm. in the Attitude Era. I didn't remember real legitimate beefs played out over several months or even a couple of years, except for lead interest trash, Yeah. And we still have a little bit of that that they've revisited in the last uh, year or so that was fun. It was really mm-hmm. fun to revisit. So that's, yeah. my, that's my great yeah. female list.
1: You have a, you have several women on the list I would not have put on the list. Really, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I was, um, I, I mean, and y'all know, I've never been the biggest fan of Sasha Banks. I don't deny that she's great.
2: That's kind of where I'm she's at. She's
1: just never worked for me, you know. Yeah. Um, she's and, not and my I, favorite. I I'm just sure try to go
2: objective.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's <laughs> booking that, that that's made it, but, you know, um, for me, that that, you know. I don't know. I want to hear um, your list then. Let's hear. It. Well, so so my list is uh, there are some similar similar spaces. Um, big Trish Stratus fan. Big Lita fan because, like you said, they really started that jump. Yeah. Before like they went away and it got cut off and they like, went into the divas division. Like but. Trish
2: Stratus at one point during this like heel turn that she just had recently yeah. against Becky Lynch. Said something along the lines of, "We're the ones that started the women's revolution, not yeah. you guys." Oh yeah, and I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, that was the groundwork for it, and it did get halted by that Divas Division yeah. nonsense era. But
1: I, I think that Trish Stratus, Lita, um, I think that another <coughs> wrestler you mentioned Beth Phoenix, and I wouldn't have even I didn't even think about Beth Phoenix, but. Um, Beth Phoenix is an amazing talent and if it wasn't for her getting stuck with like the great Kali and Hornswoggle, yeah, she,
2: she, her, the booking for her is terrible and it's obvious that they don't really care yeah. about her storylines, but she, she is a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, she's,
1: she's, she uses a power bomb. Yeah. Like she uses a power bomb as a finisher. That's, that's pretty impressive. Um, the only addition from that era that I would give is Molly Holly. Molly Holly was great because Molly Holly was 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 athletic. Um she did not necessarily have the same physical look as maybe a trish stratus, but still was was able to command a certain sort of respect. She was very athletic. She always had a lot of fun. You know, they had um uh she was in right to censor, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was in right to censor. Wait, was that her? I'm pretty sure.
2: Hold on, I'm starting to think it wasn't her. No, it was it was Molly Holly, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty sure. I'm remembering wrong.
1: Um, I have Thunder Rosa as as a current wrestler. Um, I think Thunder Rosa. I think a lot of the women in in uh, AEW are are really good. Um, even if not for like the booking, because you have you know over in AEW you have Thunder Rosa and you have.
2: uh, Oh no, it wasn't Molly Holly. It was Ivory. No, it was not. Ivory and the cat. Those are the only two females that were ever in Right to Censor. It's Ivory that I'm remembering. Okay. Yeah.
1: I really thought that was Molly. Molly
2: Holly was um, Hurricane Helms' sidekick.
1: Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mighty Molly.
1: Be. Mighty Molly. I do remember Mighty, Mighty Molly. Molly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so great. Um, but like I said with AEW, uh, you know, you have...
2: But she was also with the
1: Britt Holl- Baker
2: The, ho- the ho- Hollies
1: Yes Yes that's, that's no, Obviously that's her. where that's she, not, she, yeah. she got her thing um,
2: <laughs> Britt Baker you know, Britt yeah. Baker yeah. Uh, I didn't really get into AEW did I Besides Soraya But No not um,
1: And I'm not a, You know Soraya another one of those I don't put super high On my list because everybody talks about how influential she was and how amazing she was. And she wrestled for all of, like, six months. True. She really did not. Re- and and <laughs> that's not her fault. Impact. Yeah. it's not her fault. But, you know, like, <clears throat> I, I just don't feel like you make movies out of people who had
2: such limited careers. <laughs> and hey, she had a great story man
1: and it was a great story um and if all of it's true then sure great story and Vince Vaughn's great I like Vince Vaughn so I'll watch anything with him <laughs> yes um and the guy that played her dad who's always in those movies with Simon Pegg mm-hmm. he was in Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. I love that guy too um but yeah Britt Baker um who am I missing from AEW uh Tony Storm's over I there
2: them, I don't have them all memorized.
1: Um, c j Perry's over there. she's on my list of not great female wrestlers um <laughs> gail Kim gail we' talk about gail Kim gail Kim pioneered the, the knockouts division her w w e yeah. stuff not great, yeah, but that knockouts awesome. division you're right solid you're right you're um uh and two more names I don't think that you thought of were mentioned um may young <laughs> I think as far as as someone who has been first of all who was 90 years old for 30 years um (laughs) but she had such a huge like relevance mm -hmm. she was so relevant
2: for so long she was I, i mean only really experienced her during the attitude era but she was freaking funny yeah she would take Huge bumps. She took that. Tra- she took that. Uh, that table bump. Table bump from, 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 from
1: Dudley. Uh, from
2: Dudley. Bubba from, Ray from, Dudley. Yeah. Threw her, yeah. smashed her through a table. How does she? I There were so many occasions where she got hit, took a bump, and I thought that she's dead. She's dead. They're trying to kill this old lady on paper paper views. I don't understand. Then there was uh, the time that she took her top off. On a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, that's... As a 93-year-old woman. That's weird. That was a weird time. That was when... The 90s were interesting. Yeah. I think the Attitude is dead. That's what I thought. This is this this can't be. This can't be great. But Uh, but but I was wrong, because she went on to give birth to a beautiful baby hand.
1: Yep. Mark Henry's baby hand. (laughs) What a weird time that... These are the moments, like, you can't explain to a non-wrestling fan. You Um... Yeah, I don't know. Um and then obviously we we have to talk about Santina.
2: I almost put Santina Morella. On here.
1: Santina Morella. I mean, she was she was fantastic. She was in a Women's Royal Rumble. Um a lot of great stuff. Yeah. A lot of great stuff. Um that just goes back to show how great Santino was though.
2: It was funny. cuz
1: Cause, cause if Santino had won any of those like First, women's things, Mm -hmm. we'd have just been like, Yeah, cool, I'm good with it. (laughs) Like, I'm fine with it. Um, and so, so I only have a list of three not so great female wrestlers. Um, I know there are more, but I don't know about you. I felt bad putting names on that list that I was gonna have to say out loud. Totally,
2: I couldn't put any on it. Yeah, um, so I only went after,
1: after uh, so Nia Jax. Yeah. I don't think Nia Jax is good in the ring. I don't think Nia Jax is um, relatable. I do not think that she is relevant. I think that when she was working with Alexa Bliss, who is on both of our greats list, um, that was about the only time that that it really worked for her. And I, like, outside of WWE, I've seen plenty of interviews. Like, she's she's really great. Yeah. Like, she's fun. She's she's personable. She was on the Steve Harvey show one time, and, like, it was real fun. Um, but, but in the ring and when I found out that she had returned a couple months ago, last month, it was like, Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then we fired Dolph Ziggler. Right. Um, Maria Kanellis.
2: Hold on. Just to stick on Nia Jax. Cause she's on my list too.
1: It's just crap. On she her has,
2: she has a reputation of being an unsafe, unsafe wrestler. Yeah. She has been the cause of several injuries. But on top of that, I really think that her being used as a heel pretty much exclusively is what's going against her. Because I think you're right. She's funny. She's personable. She should be a good guy. Yeah. Give her a chance as a good guy. But they're using her size and intimidation factor to be like, no, she's got to be the bad guy. Yeah. Every situation, which they're doing the same to do Drop, which I think do Drop wants. But that's... That's the, that's the the box that she can't break out of. Apparently, yeah. I think she would be much better on TV anyway as a face if they give it a shot. But when she came out as an entrance in the Men's Royal Rumble, I don't remember if it was this year's or if it was the year before. It- it was this year's. It was this year's. She like came out, knocked somebody out that was supposed to be in the ring. They like, I'm going to be in the match. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm mad because you're crapping on something China did when it really meant something. Yeah, and there's because so they you really like,
1: thought China might win the Men's Royal Rumble,
2: <laughs> and she has held her own for a good while too. Yeah, and to have have them do that with Nia Jax and it was just a one-off too she hadn't returned yet it was just like a one-off surprise thing I'm like this is a bad surprise yeah and it's it's not good you don't want that kind of reaction when you see her yeah she came back
1: several years ago or she came into the Royal Rumble several years ago too right like threw out Randy Orton
2: right yeah she had she had an effect and that was okay I guess but like it was it was a weird it wasn't as bad as his last one but yeah throwing out Randy Orton that was stupid Um, I don't, you don't, you don't see her as the intimidating figure that they're trying to make her be mm -hmm. ever China. You did from the get go. And that's because she was the silent enforcer. She was the enforcer. Yeah. Well, she was actually fighting, you know, right. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, she, she was (laughs) of the group. She was the enforcer. It's kind of the same thing they're uh, trying to do now with, um, Ray Ripley with, uh, yeah, which should have been on my list of great wrestlers now that i'm realizing because i love ray ripley i like rhea ripley anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i believe it with ray Ripley. It's, yeah uh, uh, rhea is it rhea? rhea i never know how to say it right rhea ripley it's rhea ripley. I, we, I just go with rhea <sighs> diarrhea rhea ripley that's yeah. how i'm gonna remember it now. <laughs> i'm uh, sure that's what she wanted <laughs> i'm sure that's that's how she remembers it um <laughs> but you don't ever believe it with nia Jax. you just don't believe the enforcer mm-hmm. position with her
1: yeah um and and then really my list of bad wrestlers is women like maria kanellis like summer Mm. ray um like uh emma when she came back this last time um and uh
2: uh, eva eva marie eva marie I'm not even certain Eva Marie knows how to wrestle. I'm not sure I've seen her actually wrestle a match. I've seen them tease like she's going to wrestle a match a thousand times.
1: Do you know how bad Eva Marie's wrestling career has been? The only thing I can remember her ever doing was the time that... um, her top almost accidentally came off and she had to like run. That
2: was, yeah, that was one of the matches where like, okay, we're finally going to, that was like the first time I remember saying, okay, I'm finally going to see her wrestle. And then that happened. And then it didn't happen. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is this person in the WWE though?
1: My problem with all of these women though, is that, um, first of all, like Summer Rae, Summer Rae was Fandango's, uh, manager. And then she like moved over into wrestling all of the sudden, But these women who are being promoted as these like super, you know, 80s esque sex symbols and, you know, like, oh, look at me. And like, but we still have this women's division going on now with women like Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch and um, Bianca Belair who are like legitimate. And then you have, it's almost like, we're still trying to appease Vince McMahon's early 2000s, late nineties thing. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. And and I don't think that these women should be relegated to that either. Um, you know, I don't know.
2: At this point, it really just comes down to, there should be some people that we're just not hiring. Yeah. Like don't bring in women who are not professional wrestlers. Can't hold their own. Um, I got Eva Marie on here. I have Alicia Fox on here, which I know I it, it kind of hurt me a little bit to put her on the list. Alicia Fox. Uh, Alicia,
1: Alicia Fox, <laughs>
2: she's she's too stiff.
1: Alicia Fox is, is 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 a bad performer, but I don't think it's her fault. I think it's her <sighs> booking. Like but, 90, I think 90% of the problem I have with Alicia Fox is her booking.
2: Part I think that's at least a heavy part of it, yeah, but she's also just too stiff in the ring. I don't think she was ready to be yeah. in the top tier wrestlers. Uh I think she needed to be in developmental longer. Because you can see it. She's just she's a she's a mannequin yeah. in the ring. Um Rosa Mendez. Okay. Popular more popular as a valet than a wrestler. Uh keep her there. That's my thought.
1: Yeah, just just let her do that.
2: But here's the one that really hurt to put on here. And this I don't think is her fault. Natalia. I would agree. She's never had a good story or a push. She's often had terrible stories like being the farter. That was her story. That was her gimmick for six months, farting in public on camera. It's almost like she's kept on the roster as a favor to the Hart family. You know? She is very talented. She's a fantastic wrestler. And every now and then she gets a chance to shine. Yeah. She got that phenomenal match in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember who the opponent was because I was so focused on her. Uh, was it?
1: She just got fired this year.
2: Yeah. Um, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. It was a really good match. She's really good at what she does, but she has not really been able to capitalize on it because yeah. all of her creative has been hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah. so I get that that make that one hurt me to put on
1: um so so I have the question is do you think that things have gotten better or worse over the years now I think that things have gotten better but we really need to work on booking like we really need um to, to have someone that that is investing in these storylines because the storylines don't seem to really have any direction or point to them. And then they just going to get like dropped off. Abandoned. Yeah. Right. Like we get, we get these great starts and then they start, they just fizzle out of nowhere. Like you, to me, and you're going to just, you might disagree, but Becky Lynch coming back at SummerSlam two years ago was a
2: waste. Was that when she just immediately challenged Bianca Belair? Yeah, it was like in like 20 seconds, seconds, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't like because that either.
1: number one, she, we were gearing up for... I was looking forward to Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Right. I thought that was going to be a great match. And then all of a sudden, Becky Lynch comes out of nowhere. Sure, great, whatever. But then...
2: It felt like that Hulk Hogan thing from WrestleMania, whatever, the one of the early ones were. Andre, the giant won the belt at the end of WrestleMania and Hulk Hogan's like, now I'm going to challenge you. And then he won yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Like it just, what's, what was the point? Is it just it, to put it back on the champion now that they're back? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah.
1: Um, and then you had like one more match at the WrestleMania after that. Yeah. And then like, you didn't really, there wasn't really anything to that. Um, and, and I think that consistently, We have these storylines that just get dropped Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And, like, all of a sudden, it's not the way it was. And, honestly, I think that they need to let a woman run the women's division. Mm. I think they need to stop letting Triple H run that division. I think they need to let Natalia do it.
2: Hey, yeah, I think they to need
1: to let, you know, Trish Stratus or Lita or, you know, somebody who,
2: you know, or at least be heavily involved in the creative. Yeah. Someone who cares. I do believe that women's wrestling has gotten better uh, over the years, uh, but I, uh, like, like, like you're saying, I believe it's stalling a bit. I, um, I'm going to be honest and say that I feel like the female revolution was manufactured Mm -hmm. to fight the backlash from the first Saudi Arabia pay-per-view where there were no women allowed. But despite the fact that it was manufactured, I think it was successful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That Evolution pay-per-view that they had as kind of an apology for not having any women at Saudi Arabia was a great pay-per-view. I remember it being very, very good. I remember actually caring about it and being invested in most of the matches course there's going to be a few that are like that but that's most people yeah but it was really good uh we had a women's match headline wrestlemania like as the final big match Mm -hmm. not too long ago and it was phenomenal nobody like questioned it uh but truthfully the biggest indicator to me that women's matches aren't the automatic uh or sorry, the biggest indicator that things have gotten better is that women's matches aren't the automatic bathroom break match anymore. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see that. I used to even very recently, up until this kind of push started, that was the go-to. Since mm-hmm. a teenager, yeah, oh, up women matches on, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't my mindset of like, oh, I I don't care about women. I'm just like this.
1: I don't care about there's matches. no there's
2: no story happening. I'm not invested in this at all. And it's probably going to be, you know, light on the action because that's how they were, because they were Barbie dolls, like we were saying earlier, uh, for a while. And so now those are matches that I want to watch. And so it's usually other matches, you know, lower on the men's card that I'm yeah. skipping uh, to go to the bathroom. So I, I really think that's a, <laughs> it's a weird metric to use, but I really think that's a huge indicator that things have changed for the better.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think th- I think they have changed for the better. Like I said, I, I just think storyline wise, um, <clears throat> things could things could, you know,
2: yeah, work they got better they got, There's still is. a long way to go. Yeah, you got a solid base. You got a solid base. But yeah, we, we're we're closer to getting there yeah. than ever, which uh, I'm excited for.
1: So do we think that women's wrestling can make it on its own someday again? Like maybe having another all-women's premium live event.
2: I think I would be down for like not yearly because yeah. that would make it too. Um, too gimmicky. I'd be down for like every three or four years, them doing an all women's pay per view special, you know, special event, make you know, add a tournament or something to it that ends during that event Mm -hmm. leading up to it. I would love having that every now and then. Um, I think they could carry it, yeah. But if we're talking about like a full on promotion. I don't know. Like I we think we're women, a
1: long way from that. We
2: have women of wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And we we know that name because it's been around for a long time. But it's also been like canceled four times, yeah, and revived four different times, yeah. It's uh, it's sitting like on the verge of being successful enough to exist, but it it just struggles to keep an audience because it never it never reaches that level of success that a television company will commit to it mm-hmm. to air it at a specific time every week. So like they're on a bunch of TV channels, but that's never aired on the same day or at the same time. And so yeah. you can't grab an audience that way. Uh, I'm not sure it has the legs to be anything more than a glorified talent farm at yeah. this point. Uh, but I think women's wrestling can be great as a part of WWE and AEW. If they don't drop the ball, mm-hmm. I think it could be a, a larger have a larger share of the screen time and fan devotion if we can just, like you said, get somebody who cares about women's wrestling yeah. as head of creative for women. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I think we're risking a WNBA situation <laughs> if, we go, if we go any further than that. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't want to be in a situation where the men's, res, men's dominant wrestling is subsidizing female yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Just for a weird equality sake, they have something. Yeah, I get and then that. it winds up just failing anyway.
1: I get that. Well, we love women's wrestling right now. I think it's the like I said. I think it's the best time in women's wrestling in professional wrestling for women. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. You know, as as two guys who have daughters, mm-hmm. I'm excited for where it's going to be. You know, maybe when they become of age to. Give a crap if they give a crap about it. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Give a crap um, age
1: Give a cra- give a crap age. Um, but anyway, if there's some other wrestler, female wrestlers we didn't get to. Please head on over to our socials at Two Words LTN um, and and let us know. Yell at us. Use all caps. We don't care. We're 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 pretty thick skinned about we're it. adults. Um, yeah, we're all adults. Um, and when we come back, I think we have two more episodes. I two more we episodes. Said we were going to have one. Yeah, I apologize. And then we said no. That was the my fault. People <laughs> deserve two more episodes.
2: <laughs> we'll have one on November 9th, and then we're going to have one on Thanksgiving Day as yeah. our season finale.
1: And I'm thankful for you guys. Um, But until then, my name's John. His name's Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.